What's that for? We're here to train. What? Like Rocky? <laughs> you shot me? I heard you heal fast. We'll help you catch a bad guy. The one who robbed the bank. Met a human. I'm not calling him that. Partners? The Arrow made another appearance last night. The Arrow gets results. He's a crazy man. Where is he? He said he doesn't know. No! Once and for all, who would win? Me or you? His arms are like twice the size of yours. Harry has superpowers. Oliver has a bow and arrow. Please tell me you're not actually having this conversation. You missed. No. Flash versus Arrow. The epic two-night event begins this Tuesday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Listening to Flashing Arrow Cinema Geekly's Flash Slash Arrow podcast. Uh, each week, Glenn and I sit down and talk about these two DC shows on the CW. And uh, this week, man, it's uh, it's really handy because both shows tied into each other. It was a, a special two night crossover event, and the uh, same number, right? The they're on the same. Yeah, and they're now they're, yeah. they're now both on episode eight, uh, which is a plus. Those weird breaks. Uh, where they just randomly each show would take a week off, uh, seemingly for no reason. Uh, worked out, I guess, for the most part. Uh, so yeah, we're, we we're kicking things off with season one, episode eight of The Flash, called Flash vs. Arrow. Absolutely not bearing the lead there. You're told front and center what is going on in this episode. Uh, so yeah, the um, so we get a new uh, we get a new metahuman. Right, uh, it's this guy whose name is is Roy. I, I want to say it's Biv Bivolo, Roy Bivolo. I cannot. Yeah, something I'm, like that. You don't. I don't really remember his name. In the uh, in the, I know why they didn't say his name in the in the comics <laughs> because his name in the comics is Rainbow Raider. Yep. Which does not seem to, in any way, correspond with what his ability is. Um, well, you know, it deals with colors. I, I usually red though, right? Like that's the only color I remember really seeing is no. Yeah. But uh, they had to use a rainbow to combat him, I guess. So maybe he's trying to use a, <laughs> a look, I'm, I, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a freaking reason why they didn't use the name rainbow. This, Raider. Is, this is the, this is the argument that you can, that, uh, uh, that I'm pulling from the, uh, I, I don't, have you ever watched the, uh, the animated series on YouTube called how it should have ended? Yeah, 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 I've seen them. Okay, so they did a really good one recently with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was really adorable. Um, and the best things about those are when they do this uh, superhero cafe at the end with Superman and Batman sitting at a cafe just uh, chatting with each other. And they were chatting with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and Drax is asking why Batman calls himself Batman because he is, uh, he is not part Bat. 
And he says, you should just call yourself man who dresses up as bat. Uh, this is what I think of when I think of Rainbow Raider. So his name is Rainbow Raider because they needed a rainbow to stop him. That's like calling. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, he's called Rainbow Raider because his goggles like. Oh, OK. It's like they're like rainbow colored. So it's like a, a bunch of colors that, you know, I guess he can manipulate you with. But in relation to the show. The race of the show, I just said it because they used like that giant spotlight thing that I remember from Independence Day. <laughs> different colors. Uh, They're opening up. Yep, I remember that part. Um, uh, Let me see here. Oh, if only this was the regular (laughs) podcast. That would tie in perfectly for one of the segments. um, So we've got Roy Bivolo here, a.k.a. Rainbow Raider, uh, who has his ability basically is that he can send people into a rage, right? He makes them lose control of their temper. Um, and he uses this ability to rob the Central City Bank. Uh, the police track him down to a warehouse where he uses his abilities on a police officer to fi- uh, facilitate his escape. Uh, Barry arrives in time to save Joe West, but is almost injured uh, himself before Oliver Queen shows up, uh, a.k.a. the Arrow. And uh, basically, uh, they, they they cover this pretty well because we mentioned on the last episode that... Uh, uh, well, at first, before we were questioning my sanity, but I later then confirmed that uh, that Captain Boomerang was in uh, that episode of Arrow, and it's uh, further confirmed this week uh, when Oliver tells Barry that that's who they're tracking. They they they've been tracking this guy, and they've uh, they've tracked him to uh, to Central City. Uh, so they've been uh, they've been following his footsteps, so to speak. Uh, so basically, they uh, they both agree that they're going to do a team up. To kind of catch each other's uh, bad guys, and they're going to help each other out. Um, in the uh, in the meantime, in kind of like the downtime, both of the teams meet, and by both of the teams, I literally mean all of them. Felicity's there, and actually, you know what? Um, Roy was was not in this episode, correct? Yeah, he wasn't in this. Episode. It was just it was just Felicity and Diggle, correct? Yeah. Um, so th- and no Sarah Diggle Jr. And, uh, and no, nothing else, which I'm wondering where Sarah Diggle Jr. is right now, because if her mom is working with Argus, uh, may, maybe just extended stays uh, with, uh, with a babysitter, perhaps. Uh, I'm sure, like, Argus, I feel like they should have, like, some kind of babysitter sort of <laughs> program or something. I mean, well, considering what they're doing, like, sure, you sure. probably want to make sure that they're safe. I was just one. I was I was hoping you were going to say they have, like, a nursery somewhere in the Argus building. Probably. Uh, that'd be it's tremendous. Watched by drones. <laughs> the um, uh, so the teams interact with each other, and that's where a lot of the fun comes from. There's a, um, there's a, in fact, there's a, there's a really fun scene where um, Barry mentions Captain Cold, and Oliver kind of teases him. Uh, he's like, "We can talk about the silly names that you give your adversaries later." And God, what was Barry's response? It was really good. It was like, "Oh, we can do it over." A cup of coffee while we talk to uh, Huntress and uh, fuck, I can't. Oh, he was talking about like I don't give my people code names. You're not taking it serious enough. He's like, oh yeah, I guess we could discuss, you know, what I do over a cup of coffee with Huntress and Deathstroke. And he's like, okay, (laughs) take it. (laughs) It was uh, great little, great little jabs and stuff like that. There's a so Oliver tries to teach Barry to be a little more serious in his uh, in his. uh, uh, vigilantism, I suppose. Um, 
And uh, ba- basically, Oliver does show that he's kind of got a few things up on the Flash, even though he is much faster than him. Uh, you know, like shooting arrows behind him that eventually explode when Barry's off guard and things like that. Um, Barry decides on his own to go after Bivolo. And, uh, of course, Barry gets uh, rainbowed. He gets rainbow rated. He got bammed. I think that's what they were calling it. Yeah, yeah he was bammed. Uh, every time they said this, by the way, I'm just like, Emeril Lagasse is going to sue somebody. Uh-huh. Uh, but no. Uh, so, yeah, he he flips out. And, of course, uh, this uh, this Barry decides to take it out on the first people uh, he sees, which is, unfortunately, Iris and her boyfriend. Uh, and that, uh, that continues on until uh, Oliver shows up. And then he uh, directs his rage towards... Uh, the arrow, and they have an epic fight, which is uh, lots of fun. And uh, eventually, Oliver uh, has wrangled Barry long enough for Dr. Wells and Joe S. to show up using their... Uh, uh, Independence Day machine. <laughs> their yeah. Independence Day machine. I was going to say, it's like a, one of those like hippie vans from the 60s, right? With like the strobes. Yeah. It's yeah. like a shagging wagon. Uh, and it just shows up, and the doors open, and there's these crazy strobe rainbow lights in it. Uh, it helps Barry, I guess, lose See the his... light? Yeah, he gets unbammed, I guess? I don't know. Um, he, he comes back down to Earth. And then, just... Maybe it's just me, but I feel like it went from that to them just arresting Bavolo. Like, I don't think... Was there ever a scene? No, where... they were just like, well, well, we can get him together one more time, and then all of a sudden he's in their, the acceler- <laughs> or particle, the particle accelerator. And then uh, Oliver talks about how he has one as well, except his is kind of on an island in the middle of nowhere. Surrounded by mines. Surrounded by mines. Uh, so, yeah, that's the end of, uh, of, of Flash v. Arrow, the first half of this uh, two-night event, Glenn. What did you think of the episode? Um, well, that was a lot of fun. I, uh, I The fight was cool, but at times that you could see where they were they were trying to figure out how this would work. I think once Barry Allen started going, it made more sense. Like when he's going really fast and punching him, uh, that worked out. And then I, then when he shot him in the calf, I was like, okay, finally, then this could be like, you know, more realistic because it'll be hindered. Uh, but it started off with the horse tranquilizer. Like I, I, I really enjoyed that part. And he just, Oh, sure. Vibrated. I guess sweated it out so fast. Yes. (laughs) That was like, that was just perfect. Um, I didn't quite understand the leap that Eddie Thawne was making to all of a sudden he's a bad guy. Oh, right, um, right. That's like the all end, of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, even no, because the beginning, that's why Barry Allen's mad at him is because he's accusing the Flash of being this, you know, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't understand like that, that being his reasoning behind it. I would have rather have just been. And it would have been more cliche, but a little bit more acceptable if it was just pure jealousy on his part of Iris going after this guy. Um, I also, I, I wish that we'll talk about it later. I guess I wish Arrow also would have gotten banned um, because I think it would have been more fun for him to be snarky to Barry uh, about the whole Iris having Oliver Queen on her list of people she can cheat on Eddie Thawne oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. Because that would have been, like, if there's one thing he could have done to just, like, got under his mentally skin. destroy him, uh, would have just been perfect. Uh, but, no, I mean, I, 
I had less problems with this episode as I did with the next. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I'd give it like a three and a half. Like it wasn't to me nothing like outstanding. It was just it was fun. Um, pretty solid episode. It was just mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see them interact and uh, and I was more interested in seeing like how it's gonna be uh, on Arrow the next night. And for me, I was a little disappointed at times. Uh, yeah. So the uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, this kind of really did feel like the the build up to the the boomerang episode. Yeah. Uh, because you know, the rainbow Raider guy, they, uh, his, basically his existence in this episode is to make Barry angry. So Barry and Oliver can have a fight. Yep. And have a cool fight, which they did. Uh, and I mean, and this is obvious by the fact that his capture and placement in the star labs prison was immediate. Like it's, Hey, you know, we should just go get this guy. Okay. Cut to later. They got him. Like, there's no fight. There's no, you know, how do you capture him? Like, how do they get him? Like, nothing. They just went and got him, and we yep. saw the aftermath. Uh, completely worthless and useless villain. Um, I mean, I guess good. I mean, I guess good use of finding somebody in the pantheon of villains who could set this episode up in the way they wanted it to, but otherwise, completely useless. I'm guessing he's about as useless in the books as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure maybe they found some ways to make, uh, to do some neat stories or whatever, but there's a reason why you don't hear about him. Yeah. I was going to say, it, he seems like a third or fourth string villain. So like just, yeah, he's just there to, to bring it up. But I, I mean, I loved the, uh, I love the interactions with the, the teams. Like I, the, I loved the, uh, the scene in particular with the fight, right? Where Cisco and Diggle, are like they know this is serious. Something is wrong with Barry, and they shouldn't be fighting. Yet at the same time, they kind of can't help but like root for their own guy. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of yeah. like a um like a a dick measuring contest by proxy. I guess uh, it, it's really it was that was a lot of fun. Um, by the way, I think Cisco is becoming one of my favorite characters on either of these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's that, there's that thing at the beginning with, uh, Oh man, if we had a cold gun, this would <laughs> <laughs> there's, I mean, and there's that scene with, uh, Harrison Wells at the beginning when he's talking about anger and stuff and Cisco drops that, that Yoda reference, uh, you know, about anger and hate leading to the dark side and things like that. Oh, he, he's just so much fun. Uh, he kind of. I think he kind of connects to the, uh, you know, to the, uh, the, the comic book goof who's watching these things. That's like, man, I wish I was that guy. Cause I'd be there doing all of the same snarky things. Like how cool would it be to be in his position? Uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I, like, I really wanted to give this a high rating because I enjoyed the episode so much and I had so much fun watching it. Um, I liked it better than you. I think I'm going to give it a four. I wanted to give it more, but it really did just seem like the the episode existed solely to set up the confrontation between Flash and Arrow, and uh, you know, and then to move us on to the to the next uh, episode, uh, which is kind of a shame. Uh, I mean, I get it, I understand why they did it, uh, but at the at the same point, it's like I, I just feel like maybe they could have done uh, you know a, a little bit more. But uh, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with that episode. Uh, I also had a problem with like when Harrison Wells is trying to ask Felicity uh, 
you know who the arrow is and i'm like you have like a supercomputer and then that can see the like, future and then he knows anyway right at the yeah end. and then he's like i'll figure it out and then uh he does know it later on but you never see like how he knows um i under i mean i'm just guessing it's in the computer but then i kind of thought about i was like well the computer also never like said barry allen is the flash it just says he just knows the flash disappears and once he mm-hmm. figures out this person has speed but he also has a com- he also was watching him through surveillance so he knew who he was so then that was like okay well I can't reason that out uh, I just don't know why they would have him do that other than trying to see how well she trusts him I don't right. know um, and of course we also get the um, there's that tease scene at the end as well right with uh, uh, um, Catelyn Snow's uh, boyfriend right the the, the firestorm the hu- the the human flame the uh yeah i mean essentially he's human torch right which one came first glenn do you know uh probably the human torch because human torch wasn't a part of fantastic four before stanley like the human torch was his he was a superhero in his, his own, own right thing. and then they he i guess stanley kind of repurposed him for the when fantastic his, four when his comic books didn't sell they put him in a team yeah, uh, is what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, so we. we and, well, the that. biggest thing is is Oliver Queen's uh, uh, baby mama. That's right. That is the biggest thing from this, and I'm trying to remember who he would have a, a kid with and who that kid might be, because uh, this kid I'm I'm gonna guess is probably about ten, ten or so. Because mm-hmm. um, that flashback supersedes by a couple of years him. Yes. Go, going away on the that boat, so. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, like I said, get maybe about ten. I just don't know who it could be. Um, so we'll see. I guess. Uh, let me see here. Uh, the Arrow episode. Yeah, let's talk about that, Glenn. I think that's what <laughs> we. I think that's what's lined up next. Uh, it's it's a season three of Arrow episode eight called "The Brave and the Bold." Uh, so we are in. Uh, we are back in Starling City. And uh, Oliver and Roy are uh, are tracking down uh, our, our Captain Boomerang, Digger Harkness. Uh, I believe they they believe they have found where this man lives, but his home is essentially booby trapped from head to toe with explosives. Uh, they they set these explosives off, and then I mean I guess that's the only way for them to gain any sort of access to the house to look for any sort of clues or hints as to to what was going on. Cause I think I said it was all like movement based, right? If anything had yeah, like, walked like in there, pressure with... gas, like if the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go in there and then, uh, Argus operatives bust down the door and they are looking for the same person because in the, uh, the previous episode of arrow, the person he killed was an Argus agent. Um, in the, in the meantime, uh, Catelyn snow and Cisco Ramon show up in Starling city to help, uh, Felicity analyze DNA from the arrow that killed Sarah um, we should have mentioned that, by the way, when we were talking about Flash. That was one of the things uh, Felicity did when she was uh, in the previous episode of The Flash. Um, she handed over that DNA and hoping that... Oh, and Star she Labs flashed people. us. That's also an important thing that kind of happened. Sure. Uh, <laughs> kind of an important thing. Um, oh, where am I at here? Um, so Okay, so uh, uh, outside of that, meanwhile, uh, Digger Harkness attempts to kill... Uh, Lila, Roy, and Oliver arrive to stop him, but need assistance from Barry Allen, who uses his super speed to uh, to stop a couple of boomerangs from killing Oliver. 
Um, I should also note that, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, for all the goofing and joking we did about Captain Boomerang before, uh, when we were talking about what's this series going to be like and who are they going to be introducing, and a lot of hearty belly laughs over the possibility of Captain Boomerang being involved. But I, I've got to say, for the most part, he seemed much more badass than I thought the character yeah, would be. Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, even like he's in Suicide Squad and stuff. Like he. Yeah. Um, you get past that. I mean, look, the name's old. It's dated. They should probably come. And yeah. And even if I tell you, oh, he's a guy who uses boomerangs like it. it yeah, it sounds really, really cheesy. But like the way they have him use them, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it could go without the puns that he uses. Oh, but God. Makes, yes, like, yes. The puns were but, ridiculous. But as I as he's going to like, you know, this kind of makes sense as a weapon. Like I, I get it. Like they're really sure. multi-purpose in the way that he uses them. They're like daggers and. They fly away and can kill people by slicing their neck open, except for whenever you have them go against an important character, and then somehow uh, the instant kills go away. But that's right. on both sides. Well, you know, Glenn, what goes around comes around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, later, Lila reveals that Digger was part of the Suicide Squad, and uh, Oliver agrees to allow Barry to assist in the investigation. Oliver's interrogations, tac- uh, his interrogation tactics, however, lead Barry to question how emotionally stable Oliver is. Uh, yeah, Barry seems very overwhelmed by the fact that Oliver would just shoot a dude in the uh, in the shoulder, and he's basically like, in, the only thing that hurts worse than than an arrow going in is an arrow going out. So you better talk. And Barry's just like, "What's going on here, guys?" Like, like uh, Starling City is definitely a much darker and grittier place than Central City is. Something that Oliver makes mention of. Uh, multiple times he's like this is the big boy town barry and this is where scary people really are you've got like your goofy you know rainbow raiders and shit over there it's... man i i guess all over then i guess if they ever introduce gotham he'll go there and be like hey hey star in the cities yeah it's all cute and nice but this is where the real the real crime's at this is where the, when you they're come... just gonna keep anning up one another they're in the, yeah they're in the real shit now um, the team track Digger's location, but it turns out to be a ruse that allows Digger to trace their hideout where he wounds Lila before being forced to run away in order to escape. Digger plants five bombs around the city while Oliver captures Digger. Barry uses the rest of the team to defuse the bombs at the same time. Uh, oh, the flashbacks, flashbacks to Hong Kong show Oliver learning how to torture suspects effectively to get information. whoop de doo um, hey, at least they, they somewhat tied in and, and helped this episode along. I mean, the flashbacks essentially tied to one scene, like they've been doing like all season <laughs> long. Like uh, Oliver learns how to meditate for a scene where Oliver meditates once. You know, yeah, but this like, one at least like... <laughs> it felt like in the previous seasons, there was like an overall theme to the flashback yeah. that was an overall theme in the episode in the present. Oh, I mean, like Things the like end that. of the episode, the argument that Barry brings up is definitely something that goes with the flashbacks. Sure. Um, okay, so, sir, tell us uh, what you thought about the Brave and the Bold. Um, at first, I was really annoyed. Uh, mm. In that it was... To me, it appeared they were going to make Arrow go over the edge with anger while Barry's trying to be like this, you know, the rational one, I guess. And so for right. a second there, I was very frightened. They're like, they're going to have them fight and it's going to be over this only because it'll be just a parallel of what we just saw in the other episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I should probably take it back. I actually like this episode a lot more. Uh, now, that I've, an, now, now that I've now that I've yeah, gone through a, it again, as an episode. Uh, but there are things that really bother, and it's something I'm bothered by in anything. I hate it when they like, as we saw, Digger Harkness just murdering people quickly, mm-hmm. and then whenever he gets inside of the Arrow Cave, because they are, you know, the characters are in every episode and carry over, right. and have some importance. Um, he can't kill them, uh, and yeah, he eventually gets Lila, but you know, it's not like I'm assuming. Yes, he mortally wounded and instantly kill everybody up there, but it took him a while to do that. Where we just saw him previously, right? Schwaltz in somewhere and just freaking murder him and just uh, you know destroy all these agents, and then we get you know with one person with a gun downstairs. It's just he can't do it. I I don't know why. I hate it whenever things do this because um don't have them walk in and just eviscerate the area and then later on they can't do that because the only reason is oh this is a character that is going to be in the show because of a contract we have with them like i don't right it just it bothers me it really really bothers me. like the like the daleks and doctor who that's uh if you've not heard of that that's the same situation the they're actually contractually obligated to do one episode that focuses on those villains every season. Um, so yeah, interestingly enough, they're kind of like the, I I've not heard of that before. Like that would be weird. That would be like, um, the people who, uh, created Klingons or whatever. Like there has to be one Klingon episode per season of star Trek. Otherwise you lose the rights to have Klingons in star Trek. That seems strange to me. Um, Anything that was uh, any any uh, any positive stuff you really enjoyed in the episode, like that really stuck out moments or whatever. Um, I really did. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting because in February I'll be going to a con, mm-hmm. and I, and Stephen Amell will be there, and I really just want to ask him like that last five minutes of you and you and Barry Allen seeing who can beat the shit out of each other. Like you're right. not acting that part, right? Like because that comes across <laughs> like about as honest as possible, and he's like, no. No, you can't kick my ass. Like, uh, I really enjoyed, like, he just had this overabundance of confidence. Like, it was just oozing out of him of, like, no, no. Dude, I'm, like, 6'2", and I have baby pythons for arms. You're just scrawny little kid that right. CGI makes looks like you can run fast. Like, I actually go up and down <laughs> the uh, the, ar- the arm ladder. Like, the, <laughs> I just, to me, it, I just love that because I was like, man, this I don't think he's acting. I really think he's just straight up telling the guy, like, they had, despite how the scene may go, I could really kick your ass. Yeah, I, I think they had good chemistry together. Like, it was yeah. a, it was very much like a big brother, little brother thing, right? Um, and uh, they, uh, yeah, they, yeah, those scenes, they, they really did feel kind of natural, right? Like, it, it seemed like they'd known each other forever or something, it, the way it played off. Yeah, and I, and I like the four... It, slight fourth wall break on the commentary of each other's shows when they're like oh wow sorry city's much darker we didn't really think about it you know we were being all lighthearted about it giving our people code names and stuff right and that was even something you know we said going into it as we mentioned a lot like this is gonna probably be a lighter show because of who barry allen is and it Mm is a lighter show and it's a nice contrast i guess that's why like to me i liked them better in starling city versus them being in uh central city i think yeah. like having the lightness mixed in with the very serious show worked better than having the seriousness in the lighter side mm-hmm. 
Um, I, to me, that just worked a little bit better. Uh, I mean, there are moments I, I, I didn't really care for the de- have the bombs uh, detonate at the same time whenever yeah. I didn't see any of them have any type of communication device on them. Uh, except for Ramon, <laughs> who just pulls out a Samsung tablet to, and he's just talking to it. I guess they all had something on them to know. They all have uh, internal yeah. Bluetooth earphones. It was just a little weird because they never. No, it was established before that. It just it just happened, um, and they were to be able to communicate it. Versus, I knew they all knew what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was that, those two things. I mean, the, the it, no, it was that what was it. But no, I, I did I did enjoy this episode better. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Arrow Cave was canon before this episode, but it is now canon. If it was not mentioned as the Arrow Cave before, they ha- it has uh, been mentioned. I know it's been mentioned. They uh, they call it a cave, and it's like it's it's not a cave. I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, sis, the watching Cisco have fun in the uh, the Arrow Cave was cool. Uh, looking at Roy's costume and saying like, "Yeah, red <laughs> is so much cooler, right?" And when uh, he, I love his comments like, "Oh yeah, y'all are, y'all think you're so serious." Like they don't even realize they're under a nightclub. Like that was <laughs> right. That was the um, and at the end too, I think uh, Cisco creates Oliver uh, like a new, yeah. um, like a new suit or something like that. Um, yeah, he, they're keeping the hood for sentimental reasons. I think. They said, yeah. like, the hood was still on there, and he's like, yeah, I was told I need to keep it for sentimental reasons. And then Oliver reveals that they've included a new a new case for Barry to put, uh, to hang one of his suits, because uh, they think he's going to be back from time to time, and he'd be welcome yeah. back. Uh, which tells me that this is obviously not going to be the last crossover episode between the two of them. Yeah, this season. Um, the uh, They'll the... probably do, like, two a to a year i'd be I would fine guess. i'd be fine yeah. with that if they've if they've got the one in the got, fall one in the spring right that makes sense if they've got the villains if they've got the villains to make it worthwhile uh digger digger harkness now yeah i mentioned he was way more badass than i thought he was going to be like i was watching some of those scenes where he's just taking people apart and i'm like wow this is actually really cool uh i did not think it was gonna you know but when when i thought captain boomerang i was picturing you know, a dude in full get up crocodile Dundee with like, you know, bamboo boomerangs and shit, not like razor sharp, uh, boomerangs or things like that. Like I was not, I, I, I was, I was picturing in my head, like probably the stereotypical character from the book. Um, and not something that was a little more, uh, mainstreamed or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I, I was totally fine with that character at the end of the day. Um, and I think his plan probably, um, like like in the list of of uh of villains that Flash and Arrow would need to combine forces to stop, this guy was like on the very bottom of the list. Yeah, he uh, just wanted to kill one person. That was it. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean and you know, and I mean his his plan you know, like a his I mean, not the person himself, but his plan necessitated both of them because Oliver could not have stopped all of those bombs at the same time, only Barry could have. But you know, like this guy should be on the bottom of the list. Like there should be only like harder to stop villains going forward. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else they could use. Do you, um, uh, do you know who else they could, you know, use maybe for a team up episode in the future? They'd have to be somebody who's big ish, but not, you know, really huge. Cause I'm, well, Rachel Ghoul would make sense. Cause there yes. has a network of villains, but, uh, that's not happening. Cause next episode they fight. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, 
no i mean that to me it would be that would make sense just because of the network of people mm-hmm. um the other thing i find interesting in these flashbacks they keep bringing up white china and she hasn't shown up at all like i don't think she's shown up to like midway right. through last season right uh that would be the only thing i i, I don't know who they would have them team up against um I mean, obviously, I guess they're going to have Rachel Goldby, his main villain this season, and then next season it's going to, or for The Flash, it's going to be Professor Zoom because uh, mm-hmm. he it meets him of sorts. I don't know if you're going to know who he is or not, but you certainly see him Yeah. Uh, in this next episode. Uh, I would guess it would be, because Boomerang, he is more of a villain for The Flash mm-hmm. than he is Arrow. So if they borrowed from that, I don't know who they would necessarily use unless they're going to do like, this season, you know, unless it's going to be Captain Cold and I can't remember who he was partnering with, you know, maybe those two together, like Sunspot. two villains. I thought, I thought it was Captain Cold and the, the fire guy. No, it wasn't Firestorm, I don't think. I think it was someone else. Well, I mean, I, I do know that they had that scene, right? And they just showed the yeah. dude's hand and his hand caught on fire. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe that would be fire. I mean, there's probably a million dudes who can do shit like that. Yeah, but, there is. Uh, uh, so I... That would be the only. I mean, maybe those two be like the the ones who you go against, like right. two villain. I hate it because it always seems like these team ups are always against one villain. Uh, I think they should do you know two on two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, maybe even like Deathstroke is you know like he has to go against Arrow, and then whoever, whatever the counterpart they're going to establish for Barry is going to be the one he has to fight, and they mm-hmm. join together. Like maybe something like that. Or Gorilla Grodd, because he is a giant-ass gorilla. Oh, man. They got to do Gorilla Grodd. Um, It's going to be... I just hope hope it's not bad, but it's going to be ridiculous. We got got one more episode, Glenn. Yep. Before the the break. We've got a a winter break after next week's episode. But they are doing uh, what looks like two big episodes. So before we talk about them, score... uh, What's your score real quick for the Brave and the Bold? Oh, probably four, I guess. I am I am right there with you. Uh, another four. This was a, a really solid week for the show after uh, after last week's uh, the last couple of weeks debacles of sh- worth of shows. Um, I mean, they weren't total debacles, but they weren't uh, they they just weren't amazing. And uh, these uh, these two episodes were 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 a lot of fun. And, oh, you uh, mean the the week the that I didn't watch and the episode I didn't get to finish? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Um, it was not a great. It was not a great. Uh, it was not a great episode last week. Well, it was a great episode, and uh, you just get to hear me rant about how I'm sick and tired of evil archers and uh, things of things of that nature. But uh, outside of that, yeah, it was not particularly. It was not a lot of fun watching, but it was a lot of fun talking about it, I guess. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be back next week when uh, Barry Allen meets the Reverse Flash in season one. Episode 9, The Man in the Yellow Suit, co-starring Curious George. And, right, that's from, that's that's what that's from, right? The Man in the Yellow Hat. That's from yeah. Curious George. Yeah, that's um, Curious George. Yeah, people are You've just You've made like, this joke a couple of times people, now. <laughs> people are like, fuck you, we've heard that already. Uh, I don't care. I am going to continue bringing it up. I'm going to start next week's episode with a theme song from the Curious George cartoon. That's how... That's how serious I am. I'm set. Oh, actually, I know this is a little off topic, but I I did listen to the intro because I I didn't realize that you, I didn't know you were going to put 
uh, Jeff Goldblum's laugh at the beginning of the episode. Oh, that Jurassic the regular oh, Cinema Geekly yes. podcast. Uh, I think you should do that for every episode because that was amazing. Oh, just put it in there. <laughs> just for every no matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and next week it looks like Oliver Queen might finally come face to face with Rachel Ghoul in uh, Arrow season three episode nine called The Climb. Ho, ho, ho! Christmas has arrived at Cinema Geekly. We've got Christmas specials to talk about, and we're planning another year of putting important geek news into your ears. So, whilst you're buying your family stuff on Amazon, spare us a thought. Before you shop, just visit cinemageekly.com and go to Amazon via our link. It will cost you nothing more than your shopping was going to cost anyway, but we'll get a kickback. That'll keep us happy until Bono does a charity single for us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.